From Washington, this is the CQ Budget Podcast, your leading Capitol Hill source on how Congress allocates federal taxpayer dollars. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker and editor of the CQ Budget Newsletter. And with me today is Paul Krozak, CQ's senior budget reporter. Thanks for joining me, Paul. Thanks for inviting me, David. And I want to tap your expertise today, Paul, because we are now awaiting word of a bipartisan budget deal that would raise spending caps that would clear the way for final spending package for the current fiscal year, which actually began last October. Uh, And with all current funding set to expire this Friday, the pressure for a deal is mounting to avoid a government shutdown. So let's walk through what these spending caps are, where they came from, and how they might get lifted. Well, the spending caps came from the Budget Control Act back in 2011, a deficit reduction law. And these caps limit defense discretionary spending and uh, non-defense discretionary spending. And over the past four years, Congress has passed two budget deals to uh, raise these caps, allow more spending. And so GOP and Democratic leaders have been working for several months now to try to come up with a third budget deal to raise these caps. Yeah. So these caps were put in to tame these deficits that were a major concern back in 2011. That's right. Uh, for 10 years, right? That right. They were supposed to last 10 years at these reduced levels to try to make up ground on deficits. Right, through 2021. Have they ever abided by them? Uh, no, not really. Basically, they've changed them five times, uh, basically raising them every time. Okay, so they haven't exactly been proven to be realistic. That's true. Now, they have saved some money, um, they are um, the caps are lower than discretionary spending probably would have been without the caps, but they were raised so they're not as low as they were in the original law. And now they need to raise them again because uh, for these next two fiscal years, right? That's what they're working on. Defense wants a lot more money than the caps provide, and Democrats are also asking for equal increases in non-defense. And if we don't raise them. Do we know roughly how much, how, how much they'd have to cut from from current the the previous year's levels? I want to say it's about five billion dollars. That's exactly right. It okay. would be uh, the cap would go down three billion on the non-defense side and two billion on the defense side. Okay, so those would be fairly significant cuts they'd have to make to current programs without if they don't raise the caps. Well, that's right, and um, keep in mind that uh, that uh, lawmakers are saying that. Um, even the current caps this year are not high enough. They want to raise them a lot. Right. So if they don't pass a budget deal, they actually will go down. So now we're hearing talk of some pretty major spending increases in these cap levels. How big is big? Uh, $250 billion over two years. That's what they're looking at right now. Yes. And that's much bigger than all the other times they've raised the caps, correct? Yes, it is. It's bigger than the last two budget deals. Something of a, of a big spending spree if, if this goes through like, as they envision it. Well, that's right. And another thing is the last two budget deals, they offset those cap increases with cuts and changes in mandatory spending programs. The entitlement programs. That's right. right. That's right. Entitlement and then just other mandatory programs that are not necessarily entitlement, but they're their automatic spending that doesn't need to be passed each year. So the last two budget deals, the cap increases were completely offset 
in a lot of cases, the offsets are still in the future. We haven't seen them yet. They are also talking about offsetting this deal, but not a total offset. It may be only a partial offsetting. So you talk about $250 billion maybe of increased spending over the next two years. Uh, can we break that down at all? We're talking about, say, for the coming, for the current fiscal year we're in, how much of an increase? Do we know roughly? Right. Well, so— um, Well, another, over $100 billion. Yeah. So, um, so basically for this year and even for next year— there's talk about increasing defense by 70 or 80 billion each year. There's talk about increasing non-defense by 50 billion or 60 billion each year. Democrats want equal increases. Republicans are resisting those equal increases. They say that uh, the defense needs are more urgent. Yeah, now that and that has been the major sticking point for months, right? This this parity argument that the Democrats keep making. What do they mean by that? What Democrats point out when they talk about parity is um, in the last two budget deals, the defense caps and non-defense caps were raised by equal dollar amounts. They want that again this year. Any dollar you increase for defense, you have to find another dollar to increase for non-defense programs. That's right. So if you raise the defense cap $70 billion, you have to raise the non-defense cap $70 billion. That's the argument that Democrats are making. And Democrats say they need that extra money because all these priorities of theirs, like opioid epidemic and veterans. and Well, that's a good point because they are sort of saying two things. They're saying they want the non-defense discretionary cap raised dollar for dollar. but And they say there are discretionary non-defense needs that require more money. But then in the same breath, they are talking about um, other spending they want, such as for opioids, such as for pension security, and there are other examples. And these dollars would probably be on the mandatory side of spending, not on the discretionary side, but the mandatory side. Although that could potentially be either one, right? I mean, it may not um, be clear. It, it, it may not be clear, but, um, but pension security, for example, that clearly would be on the mandatory side, and, and opioids would probably be at least partly on the mandatory side. So what you might end up with if they get a deal, you might end up with the defense cap goes up by more than the non-defense cap, but there are big increases in mandatory non-defense programs. That could happen, and Democrats could, would then be able to say, we did not get equal increases in the caps, but we got big increases in non-defense spending outside the caps. A little work around there, so that would... That uh, a new definition of parity there. <laughs> okay, and so and Republicans are saying that the non-defense spending needs to be curtailed because of rising deficits, right? That's right. That's right. And one of the points Democrats have made is Republicans just passed a uh, a big tax cut that uh, would add uh, one and a half trillion to the the deficit over ten years under conventional scoring. So Democrats are saying it's hard for Republicans to make an anti-deficit argument after they pass that tax bill. Right. So tit for tat there. So right. <laughs> okay. Almost none of these spending increases would be actually paid for, right? Some of them could be paid for. I mean, from the beginning of the budget talks, they have been talking about offsetting 
some of the cost of the increased caps. We um, certainly haven't heard much talk about it, though. That's right. That's right. It's it's all been kept pretty secret, but they are talking about offsetting part of it. But they have they have not agreed on how much to offset or how to offset it. But it would be offset through cuts, mostly future cuts in mandatory spending programs or changes in mandatory spending programs. And if, if they were cuts promised in the future, that means uh, they may or may not take place and we could raise the spending caps again in those future years. That's right. So, okay. So uh, chances are the real impact of these spending increases are, are, are bigger deficits to pay for them. Clearly. Okay. Clearly. Because even, even in the best case scenario, they are not going to offset the entire cost of this. Right. And then these spending talks are, of course, complicated by these explosive negotiations we've been hearing about in recent days over immigration. Democrats say they won't back a spending deal unless it includes extending protection for the so-called dreamers. These are the roughly 800,000 people who came to the U.S. illegally when they were children and who could risk deportation by early March if, if the, their program doesn't get extended. So do we know how these immigration talks are going and to what extent is that going to is that going to sabotage the spending talks? Well, they seem to be going well for a while. There, there seemed to be an expectation that uh, Republicans and Democrats could reach an agreement on, on the, uh, this program and, and Dreamers. And a wrench was thrown into that when President Trump made some, some comments related to immigration and also when he rejected a proposal that had been put together by Lindsey Graham, a Republican in the Senate, and Dick Durbin. A Democrat in the Senate. So that appears to be at, at a standstill right now. Democrats have been uh, really demanding for a while that they want an agreement on DREAMers before they vote for a budget deal, possibly even before they vote for a CR, uh, con continuing resolution to the stop keep, to keep funded, the government right. funded. So um, yeah, so getting an agreement on DREAMers is, is a big part of this, and if they can get that agreement, they can probably figure out everything else, but it's unclear when they're going to get that agreement. So this could be a dramatic week, to say the least, as Congress scrambles to get some kind of spending bill passed by Friday to avoid a government shutdown, and CQ will be covering it all for you. My thanks to Paul Krozak, our expert budget reporter, for joining me. Thanks, Paul. And thank you all for listening. I'm David Lerman, your CQ Budget Tracker editor. We'll be back next week. Until then, you can keep up to date by reading your daily CQ Budget newsletter. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or NPR One. And for more on this subject and other stories, visit RollCall.com or find us on Twitter. The handle is at CQNow or at RollCall. See you next week.